At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. Listening to KIOF LP 97.9 FM, Las Vegas. This is Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. The U.S. says it would take part in serious negotiations with Iran without preconditions to try and safeguard international peace. The offer's been made in a letter to the United Nations, but Iran says it's unbelievable for the U.S. to make such an offer. It comes after last week's airstrike on the country's top military commander. The killing of General Qasem Soleimani in Iraq is justified by the U.S. in its letter to the U.N. as an act of self-defense. U.K. Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab's been holding talks with U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in Washington. I had a good positive and constructive meeting with Mike Pompeo. We covered the whole range of bilateral issues and particularly focused on the Middle East. We made clear we recognise the danger and the threat that Iran poses to the region. We also recognise the US right to self-defence. Iranian investigators say a plane that crashed on Wednesday was trying to return to the airport in Tehran. 176 people died when the Boeing 737 came down minutes after taking off en route to Kiev. Tehran says it won't hand the plane's black box flight recorders to Boeing or the US. A day of mourning's been taking place in Ukraine, as Daria Bondachuk reports. Iran's civil aviation organization presented a preliminary report on the Wednesday plane crash near Tehran to the countries whose citizens were on board the jet, as well as the United States, where the airline was produced. It suggests that Boeing 737, operated by Ukrainian International Airlines, was struck by a sudden emergency and set ablaze as it went down just minutes after takeoff from the Imam Khomeini International Airport. The crew never asked for help over radio and were trying to divert back to the airport. Reuters news agency reported its sources within the Western intelligence community also believed the plane had suffered a technical malfunction and was not brought down by a missile. I'm Daria Bondarchuk in Moscow. A nationwide strike is underway in France, with transport particularly affected across the country. The new walkout comes on what is now the 36th day of a rolling transport strike over pension reform. Ross Cullen reports from Paris. Tens of thousands of people are set to join a march through the centre of Paris as a nationwide strike hits the country. Transport is especially affected, with commuters booking taxis and taking to bicycles as buses and trains run a severely slimmed-down schedule. 
Since early December, there's been rolling strike action over the government's planned restructuring of the pension system. President Emmanuel Macron pledged not to raise the retirement age, but he did promise to try to simplify the dozens of pension regimes into one. Ross Cullen, Paris. Singer Justin Bieber says he's been diagnosed with Lyme disease. The 25-year-old responded on social media with news of the bacterial infection after some followers raised concerns about his appearance. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. We have finally heard from the former chief executive of Nissan, Carlos Ghosn, about his daring escape from Japan to Lebanon. Mr Ghosn was facing prosecution in Tokyo over alleged financial irregularities relating to his Nissan salary. Claims by Japanese prosecutors that he and his former employer firmly deny. Frustrated by what he calls the inequity of the Japanese justice system, he spirited himself out of the country. He still won't explain precisely how. I did not escape justice. I fled injustice. Speaking publicly for the first time since arriving in Beirut late last month, Mr Ghosn slammed Japan's justice system and claimed he's a victim of political persecution. Having endured more than 400 days of inhumane treatment in a system designed to break me and unwilling to provide me even minimal justice, I was left with no other choice but to protect myself and my family. It was a difficult decision and a risk one only takes if resigned to the impossibility of a fair trial. I was facing a system where the conviction rate is 99.4%. He said he'll go on trial anywhere in the world with a fair judicial system. As a Lebanese citizen, he cannot be extradited from Beirut back to Japan. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute -minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story News. Ollie Barrett reporting. Magic FM in Las Vegas, where stars are made and played. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. TV studios, it's the Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Welcome to the Sports Angle. 
I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. <coughs> Durability. <laughs> Durability in the NBA is a rarity. And a player that stays on the court and gets and doesn't get in trouble, they are a team player and they are normal and they are one of the best players on your team. Now that is one out of a thousand. But in Boston, Kemba Walker has been that type of player. In fact, Kemba Walker before recently had had zero ejections during his entire eight-year career in the NBA. Kemba Walker is the best is the best player of the Boston Celtics. I know they have Jason Tatum. I know they have Jalen Brown. They got Gordon Hayward. But Kemba Walker is their leader alongside Brad Stevens. He is the durability factor that the Celtics need. And now you're going to know firsthand that I like the Boston Celtics to win the Eastern Conference. I think that they have a very good chance at doing it. I like the roster. I like the supporting staff. But I want to focus on Kemba Walker because – for the first time in his career, he got ejected during their game against San Antonio. And the look on Kemba Walker's face was priceless. He only had that Pikachu face just like, what? Did, what, what, what? Like, for a guy who had not been ejected up to that point, it seemed like he just didn't know what to do. Because I, I know somebody's going to look this up. But I don't think he ever got ejected when he was at UConn either. So this is a possibility. He's This is the first time he ever got ejected during an actual basketball game, college or pro. And if that's the case, that means that his over 12-year career, college and pro, he had never gotten ejected. And personally, I think that's very impressive. That shows the amount of character that a person like Kemba Walker is. And I applaud it, and I wish people in the NBA did more of it. But unfortunately, the NBA, they don't do that anymore. The NBA is not about durability, and it's not about character. And I'm not sitting here bashing the NBA. That's not what this is about. I'm here to say that I wish more stars, more superstars, heck, even more role players had more self-control and had more had more character where they wouldn't do stupid stuff, to put it in that terms, that essentially would get them ejected once, twice, even four or five times during the season. We had Boogie Cousins gets ejected at least eight times a year. And we all know how DeMarcus Cousins is as a person. Pointing out to you... And what I'm trying to point out to everybody who's listening right now is that the NBA needs more Kemba Walkers. A guy who threw almost his 12 years of basketball for all the ranks, for all the levels, had never gotten ejected. We need more of him and we need less of DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, Sonar, do you agree with me on that? The NBA needs more of these type of players. Players who are who they care about their team, their team leader, but more importantly, they have the character and the durability to stay on the court. This is something that we've discovered in the NBA quite a bit um, because 
it's not about the giant ego. It's not about who's the greatest of all time. It's not about who can beat who one-on-one. It's who can be a good team player, who can promote the chemistry and the momentum and the uh, uh, the teamwork and the camaraderie and the fellowship and, and everything that comes along with being part of a good team. We don't talk about teams anymore. No one, no one talks about team uh, uh, just dynamics anymore. Everybody wants to talk about the superstar players who, who just happen to play for a team. I mean, really, if you start naming off names, that, that common household names in the, the NBA that people would know, they're not necessarily going to know what team they play for. You could ask any uh, uh, any homesteader or any housemaker and and say, "Look, um, uh, who is uh, LeBron James and who does he play for?" Oh, well, I know he plays the NBA, but uh, I I don't know what team he plays for. That's the problem that that people are having with the NBA now is it's all the me 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 crowd as opposed to the us us us. Let's let. The we, we, we will win a championship, not I, I, I will win a championship. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that aspect of it, but there's also one or two teams out there that still have that motto. Uh, Boston, the Boston Celtics to me are a team that has that. There's a lot of us guys on that team. They're not selfish. They're not players who just want everything to be handed to them. They are players that want to win as a team. Uh, Toronto Raptors, we saw last year why they beat Golden State. Majority of the team aren't superstars. They weren't even drafted as a lottery pick. They had to fight to stay in the NBA. So that's why the Toronto Raptors won the championship last year, because they were about us. So, yes, there are a couple of teams that are like that. But, yes, majority of the NBA is what you described. They're a bunch of me guys. And I've always had a problem with me, guys. doesn't matter if it's the NHL, NFL, NBA, or even the MLB in some situations. Because me, guys, don't actually get the job done. Despite what people like to say, me, guys, are in it for themselves. They're not in it for the team. So they will throw the team under the bus. They'll try to get their whole team traded for one superstar. They will do everything possible because to help them not the team. Though I understand that aspect of it. And that's why I need more people like Kemba Walker. Because you never really heard Kemba Walker say he ever wanted more players to get to get a championship. You never see him complain about, oh, I need another superstar around me. No. But he was with the Charlotte Hornets for seven of his eight years in the NBA. And yes, Charlotte wasn't the best team in the world by any means. But I never really saw him complain to the level that LeBron has or to all these superstars have about, I need more talent around me. And that's what I've always respected about it. Now Kemba's in Boston, and he is doing good for them. And I'm happy for him. And I think Boston could really win the Eastern Conference. (sighs) The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. 
Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. At the end of the year. This is Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. And we'll, and we'll be back after this. public radio station KIOF 97.9 FM is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. I should know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show, listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOFLP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, we'll ring in the new year. We'll bid farewell to 2019 and say hello to 2020. We're in winter now, so we'll have plenty of songs about the season and also a few tracks about the month of January. That's all coming up on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. 51119, call now. Thank you. 
From the MTV Studios in fabulous Las Vegas, it's the Sports Angle with your host Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host Rocco Kelly. Now. Fan engagement during sporting events is always encouraged, okay? It's always encouraged to have fans come come to the games, support your team. All right, you could be a little loud. If you had a couple of drinks in you, I understand you're, you know, you're going to say what's on your mind. But there is a level, or there is to an extent, a list of rules that you don't break. And recently, during an NBA game, we saw one of those unwritten rules being broken. Uh, During uh, a Celtics-Spurs game, we saw a fan throw a drink at the Spurs bench. And I will say this in the most nicest way possible, that... I think some of these fans, if they threw stuff on the field, or more importantly, threw it near the opposing team's bench, if the athletes were allowed to go into the stands like Ron tested, I guarantee you fans would not throw stuff on the field. Yeah. Maybe that's just my opinion, but I feel like these guys who are drunk or these guys who are like angry and they want to make a point, they know that the, that the, they know that the athletes can't come up in the stands and beat them up. So they do whatever they want. Like, low-key, and I, I'm, I'm not promoting violence, but low-key, I was expecting one of the Spurs players just to jump into the stands. Like, because I'm just like, why would you throw a beer at a Spurs bench? Like, I get it, the Spurs blew, were, were blowing you out, but that's not a necessary point to throw a beer on somebody. Man, there are some cardinal rules that you don't do in any kind of arena or any sporting event. One of them is you don't throw things at the players. The second one is you don't curse when there's children sitting around you. And the other thing is, is keep your clothes on. Like those are some simple rules to follow when you're there. I think. Yeah. Also, also don't stand up in the aisle when the game is going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not only is that incredibly rude, it's also a, a, a big fire hazard. Anyway, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that if more players actually um, uh, pressed charges against fans that threw things at them and pressed charges against fans that threatened their lives, I think that would make a much different precedent uh, set about some of these fans. And maybe they start watching what they're doing. I think the best precedent would actually be allow the players to go into the stands. Well, not then, to fight them. Not, okay. not, not to fight them. But if the players were allowed to go into the stands and at least confront the people that are throwing beer on them, because you know some athletes could get in people's faces and it would be intimidating and you'd want to put your 
your uh, teeth down your throat. But where does the delay a game come in, though? That's that's the issue. Do you have to call a timeout? You got to call a fan uh, fan scolding timeout. I oh, sorry, I have I, to go up there and wag my finger at this fan and tell them how rude they're being. See, the problem that I have is that I would take the Isaiah Thomas example. A couple weeks ago, Isaiah Thomas, there was a fan that as Isaiah Thomas was doing free throws, he noticed the fan around the backboard was flipping a off and, you know, was saying, you know, some not PG stuff. So Isaiah Thomas went up and talked to him. He didn't cuss him out. He didn't put his hands on him. All he did was just go up a couple rows and talk to him, and that was it. And by the way, Isaiah Thomas got fined by the NBA for doing this, which I never understood why they did that. But Isaiah Thomas did the most respectful thing I think an NBA player could have done. Like, Isaiah Thomas, all he was doing was just trying to make free throws. And you got a guy, you know. He said some things to that guy that that probably warranted that $50,000 fine. I mean that that's the issue is is that it you can't have these guys completely stop the game and shout at each other. What you should be able to do is take a picture of them and ask them for their license plate and what car they drive so that they can meet each other out in the parking lot. That's what it should be. <laughs> so as you do the Rasheed Wallace basically. You just call him out. Rasheed Wallace when he was with the Detroit Pistons or when he was with Portland he used to tell fans all the time, hey, meet me in the parking lot. And fans would go, uh, duh, 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 duh. Well, but, yeah, uh, you, the reason you, why we... You feel as a fan, you feel entitled. You feel like you should be able to say these things. Heck, if I, pl- if I paid $80 for this ticket, I should be able to just do whatever I want. Now, I, I enjoy um, uh, minor league hockey. It, that's that's where I go to let off some steam. I like going to watch a, a game and shout at the uh, uh, the the opponents and the penalty box and all that other stuff. But I never do it to the point where I'm threatening their lives or am I uh, uh, saying things in front of children that shouldn't be hearing these things either. And I never ever throw anything at anybody. I, I take that in just life in general. I don't. I don't do those three things in life. Why would you decide to do that in the middle of a of a stadium? Well, see, the problem is that these people think they're safe. So if they do whatever they want, there's going to be no repercussions for it. Yeah, they might get kicked out, but it's just for that game, and that's it. Well, and, and Vegas Mike comes fit. on uh, on Amp TV and says if a player sued a fan, it would be all over social media about how spoiled the player is. Yes, but you have to – what people don't realize, our players are still people too. Like like they're out right. there, they're playing and everything else. You're, you're not sitting here watching somebody play an EA sports game. No, these are these are actual people. These are adults. If you threaten another adult's life, you are allowed to press charges. If you assault another person, you are allowed to press charges. That's the deal. They can be players. They can be millionaires. They can be spoiled. They can be stubborn. But in the end of the day, they are people. And people deserve respect at the end of the day. 
Yeah, and and see, athletes are people too, and I and I've always understood that, and that's why I've always believed that if you throw a beer or if you throw something at the bench and it hits one of those athletes, because the athlete is a person, is a person just like you. What does a person normally do when something gets thrown on him? He doesn't just sit there quietly with his thumb, but just sitting on his thumbs. No, normally they normally they react to it, but because they're an athlete, they're not allowed to. But they know what the repercussions are. What I'm saying is, and I'm up like I said, no violence. But let the athlete go into the stands and confront him. I have no problem with this. See, I, I mean, Ron Artest made it look terrible when he did that freaking uppercut hat to the wrong person. But all I'm saying is the Isaiah Thomas incident, I actually liked because they had him mic'd up, by the way. And that's why we know what he said. Because he all he did was just go up to him, ask him why he did it. There was a little bit of back and forth. And then he just went back to his bench. And that was it. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Just, but, but that's what I mean. Is so. Let's do it the other way. Instead of instead of confronting them like that, and Vegas Mike brought up social media. Why not use your social media prowess as a uh, player? Snap a picture of the fan who's throwing everything on you, and say, "Look, this guy is a jerk." <laughs> Label them as a jerk. Put it on your Twitter. Blow this guy's spot up. Give him his 15 minutes of fame, but his 15 minutes of fame is him being a complete a-hole. Hey, could you imagine? Could you imagine real quick, during a game, an athlete gets beers uh, poured onto him. You see him just take out his phone. You see him just snap a picture of the guy very quickly. Hashtag jerk. Hashtag a-hole. Hashtag Guy threw a beer on me. That's it. That's what I would do if I was an Instagram famous person. I'd be calling people out left and right. I don't know why, but that just made me put up a picture in my head. Like somewhere on the bench, there's a there's a bin full of phones, and when so, <laughs> and when something happens, you just see like a busboy, or you just see like one of the assistants grab like one of the one of the uh, players' phones. Just for him to take a picture. Exactly. I don't know why, but it's the the phone boy, right? Yeah, the phone hey, boy. Hey, phone yeah. boy, give me my phone. I want to take a picture of this jerk over here who will not stop throwing beer on me. And there you go. Yeah. There's your 15 minutes of fame. You want to be a drunk jerk at the uh, uh, at the stadium? Then there you go. That's that's. <sighs> <sighs> The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. 
There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Instant karma for you. Yeah, and like I said, because of the incident that happened with the fan throwing beer towards the Spurs bench, this is why it's all getting brought up. And like I said, I don't promote violence. But if you throw a beer on an athlete, they should allow the athlete to go into the stands and confront you. That's all I'm saying. And this is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we'll be back after this. Vegas' first official arts, culture, and tourist station. Magic 97.9. Jazz is making new potatoes and grits. Listen to the Joy of Jazz five days a week from 11 to noon. With your host, Joy. Enjoy classic and modern jazz, exclusive interviews, and much more. It's the most fun you can have before lunch. Underwritten by Pink and Blue Organic Energy Drink. Visit their website at www.pink-blue.eu. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello, is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide Cause you know just what to say And you know just what to do Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean from The Paul and Dean Show. Listen to The Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, we'll ring in the new year. We'll bid farewell to 2019 and say hello to 2020. We're in winter now, so we'll have plenty of songs about the season and also a few tracks about the month of January. That's all coming up on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. 445-1119. Call now.
You're listening to the Sports Angle from the Amp TV Studios in fabulous Las Vegas. Find more information about the Sports Angle at thesportsangle.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Sports Angle. And now, here's your host, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Now, I understand that NBA fans love triple-doubles. And more importantly, I know that players love to record triple-doubles. But let me explain to you the lackluster of the notoriety of a triple-double with what I'm about to say. There has been 2,600 regular season games to future a triple-double. Just keep that in mind for a second. 2,600 games with a triple-double in it. (coughs) The recent matchup between Houston and Atlanta had the first ever double 40-point triple-double game in NBA history. Now, I'm going to try to explain this in the best way possible. So, Trey Young, the point guard for the Atlanta Hawks, <coughs> I mean, he had 42 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. Where James Harden for Houston had 41 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. So... What I'm saying to you is that for the first time in history, two players scored 40 points, 10 rebounds, and at least 10 assists. Now explain to me how the triple-double statistic hasn't lost its notoriety when two players on the same game facing one another get a triple-double. Normally, a triple-double meant that you took on a team and you beat them down. But when two players on opposite teams get it... (coughs) Well, I doubt that these uh, triple-doubles were the the block-shot triple-doubles. It sounds a lot like this is an incredibly offensive-heavy game. I mean, I used to make the joke all the time because I don't watch basketball very often. I mean, especially the NBA. I always made the joke that um, you might as well just flip a coin and give who whatever team wins 100 points and give the team that lost 98 points and then just play the uh, fourth quarter and be done with it. Because right. that's that's essentially a, a, a basketball game. So that's that's the thing is I don't think that these uh, triple doubles were in block shots or anything like that. I think they were mostly just the three pointers and maybe the rebounds and a couple other things that you can that you can easily right. get in an offensive heavy game. Yeah, assists, rebounds, right. And from what I understand about the NBA is that James Harden just recorded his 15th career triple-double. Okay, let me just talk about this. 
You've had 15 career triple-doubles. I'm not saying the triple-doubles have become... I'm not going to say triple-doubles have become non-important. But at this point, can we stop glamorizing it? Like, triple-doubles back then, about 10 years ago, was a big deal because of the rarity of it. We rarely ever saw a triple-double. Well, it was half the points, too. I mean, nowadays, it's easy for a basketball team to get 120, 130 points. But but it was hard back then. The average was like... Uh, 60, 70 points per uh, per team. Right. Right. I mean, it was all, it was around 80 or 90 points normally per game, where now it's about 110, 120. So with about 20 to 30 um, points differential, there's a huge, a huge difference for a triple-double. And I understand that, but that's why I'm just talking about this, because... I just want to kill this notion that triple-doubles are so important. There's this four-letter network out there that I'm not going to give credit to that shoves down your throat. Oh, Harden did another triple-double. Hey, Russell Westbrook, he recorded a triple-double. I don't care. The triple-double stat has become nearly meaningless now. When you have a guy nearly average a triple-double during an entire season – doesn't that kind of get rid of the point to begin with? Well, the, to be fair, a, a, a triple-double is a rite of passage. It's one of those things that says, okay, I'm a professional basketball player. I finally recorded a triple-double. That's one of those rites of passages because so many people have had them. I mean, really, it's now up to the point where we um, we should be celebrating quadruple-doubles. Or uh, when someone finally does it, we get a, uh, a quintip- uh, quintuple double, which I like the penta double better, but, you know, to each their own. Well, at this point, I say if you score 50 points or more in a game, that should be celebrated. Yeah. Just no, like- absolutely. <laughs> because you scored almost as many points as they used to score in the 60s and 70s on a team. Yeah, exactly. And um, and everybody talks about the 80-point game that Kobe Bryant had. They talk about the, the flu game with Jordan. They talk about LeBron's like 63-point game they did a couple years ago. Those are amazing performances and you can't take those away from anybody like that 61 point game Devin Booker did when he was like 20 that was impressive but these triple double stats they don't impress me however scoring 40 50 60 points I'll say I'll stop at 40 because people are doing this now on a consistent level so 50 or or more when you've been scoring 50 or more points to me that is a huge deal <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right about uh, about that. That is actually an accomplishment. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've never had a triple-double before. So, I mean, th- to me, a, a, a triple-double is amazing. But in, in this era of these high-scoring games and no one playing defense at all, I mean, t- tell me one team 
in the NBA right now that's known for defense? It, it's it's hard. It's hard to come up with someone who has that strategy in mind because everybody's Toronto? mentality. I'm sorry. I said the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, one of the best defensive teams. But but my thing is is that it, <coughs> is who in in this in this offensive heavy this offensive heavy era I guess is the best way that I can call it. Everybody's oh, yeah. getting triple doubles. Because that's what we do now is is I can grab the ball in a rebound in less than four seconds I'm on the other side dunking it in or I'm passing yeah. it that quickly I mean look how quickly these scoring uh, is happening and how fast it goes from the turnover to a score to a turnover to the score to the turnover to the score. There's no back and forth in the middle of the court. The best way to get the ball back for your team is to just let the other team score. Yeah, exactly. And like you pointed out, yes, it would be great for you to have triple-double. It would be great for me to have one. But when you've had over 2,600 games with a triple-double in it, for NBA players, and with the fact that on offensive outliers, the lowest is 89 and the highest is 129 points. I mean, that's really not that big of a gap when you think about it. 89-129 on an outlier chart. Well, and that's so, it, too, is is we're in the era that there should be a triple-double every game. Someone should be pushing so hard that it's a triple-double. And I, I know right now that most of these triple-doubles do not have defensive mindsets. They're all, okay, well, how many rebounds did you get? How many um, uh, how many uh, uh, dunks did you get? How many points did you score? There's never one for defense. That's the triple double you need to be looking for. That's the yeah, rarity. Of course. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I hate to bring this up, but when the when the points per game leader in the NBA is thirty point five points per game, I think I'm proving my point. Thirty-eight points per game. In the old NBA, that wasn't even hot. That wasn't even possible. I mean, I'm just bringing up facts here. <laughs> anyway, so <coughs> so this is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Having a great conversation about the NBA, and stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Magic. 97.9. 
Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. Cause you know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, we'll ring in the new year. We'll bid farewell to 2019 and say hello to 2020. We're in winter now, so we'll have plenty of songs about the season and also a few tracks about the month of January. That's all coming up on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Four five one 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 nine. Call now. Welcome back to the Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow the show on Twitter at the Sports Angle. Stay up to date with all the posts on Facebook, the Sports Angle Radio. And now, here's your host, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Now, human error has always been a part of sports. There are fans who don't like the idea of human error. And for some reason, they always have this assumption 
that missed calls are always done with different viewpoints. And now I understand that in every sport, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, yes, where are there some missed calls that you can say had other key factors heading into it? Yes. Has there been some blown calls in the past that you go, that guy had some money on this, I guarantee it. But at the same time, you have to say this. <coughs> With the NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLB, how much of these missed calls of the past year, year and a half, can be blamed on the betting, can be blamed on the sports uh, gambling, on the in-game wagering part of the game, and how much of it can actually be blamed on human error? It's because all I human error, man. Come on. It's all human error. This, granted, yes, there may be some people that are paid off or anything like that, but I don't think it's every single one. Uh, that's that's really hard to uh, 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 for me to believe. Well, see, I'm I'm I've always been the believer that it's about fifty fifty. I've I've always believed that fifty percent of it is human error. They get a call wrong. <clears throat> okay, it it happens, but you can't deny with how much money in game betting has now, especially with. Uh, Las Vegas, where we're at right now, you can't deny the fact that in-game betting has affected the way the sports have been played. And I'm not somebody that's going to preach to you that betting is causing all your favorite games to go one way or the other. I'm not saying that. All right? I wouldn't have the, the evidence to back that up even if I tried. However, what I am saying to you, the next time you're watching a game and the next time that you see a missed call, just think to yourself, was this was this best for the game or was this just a human mistake? Because there are times and there has been human error, you can tell. I mean, and then there's times that in-game betting has taken effect. For example, there were... Uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl that happened recently that had a human error that didn't go so well. And, uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. I got a feeling I probably just triggered somebody well, that's, over here. That's the issue. I think a lot of this is the reason why we're not embracing technology. I think okay. it's not just about it's not just about the jobs. It's not just about the purity of the game. It's when you embrace technology, you take out human error, <clears throat> but you also take out human drive and human will. I think that's what you're getting at. Is is that yes, you you can have mistakes. You can have. Um, problems with a call, uh, especially in a uh, Fiesta Bowl or any other bowl that happens to have Ohio State playing. Um, it, you can have those things in there. But I think the issue is is that they don't want the human error out of it. 
I think they like that that level of the game. I think betting uh, facilities and the the bookies. I think they like having that extra layer of uh, uh, essentially it's a safety net to where if it, if you guys are correct and everything is essentially bought and paid for and everything else to make sure that it goes the way of the uh, the bookies adds that extra little bit. I don't have to pay off a player or a team because all I have to do is pay off one referee that might be over all of it, that might be able to persuade somebody that this isn't it. But I'm telling you right now, the best thing for the fans is the technology side of it. I mean, you don't think that we that we have lasers that can measure a two-dimensional plane Okay, if you break this plane, you go over the line, you're out of bounds. You don't think that we can uh, uh, we can put accelerometers in helmets to make sure that if it was a concussion-worthy uh, hit or if it was helmet-to-helmet contact or what hit first. You're, you're telling me that we don't have this technology? You're dumb. We have this technology. Well, see, the, the problem with technology is that technology isn't always perfect. No, but I'll tell you what, it's more perfect than a person. It's more perfect than a human eyeball. If I was to level something, what are you using to level something? Are you using a tool? Are you using technology? Or are you using your eyeball to hang up a picture frame? Because you can tell which people in their living room have used their eyeball for hanging picture frames. So you're telling me that technology should take over the human factor? I think... We should use it as a tool where just like you use the cameras for the instant replays and everything else, you should use sensors on the field, on the arena, on the, uh, the goalposts, wherever you want it they to go. Th- okay, well, then let's actually use them. As opposed to just well, making the making the call with our eyeballs and then saying, ah, you know what, now nah, worry about it. Well, I mean, the NFL does already have sensors. So does the NBA, MLB, and NHL. If anybody goes online to any of those websites, that's how you're able to track it, by the way. They have the trackers. They have the transponders. They have everything already on the field. That's how you're tracking it in real time online. Yeah, but you're, tr- you're tracking it based off of feet, maybe. I'm saying you put a laser right down the out-of-bounds line, and as soon as your foot touches that laser, you're out of bounds. Regardless, I don't care. You had to do something to trigger that laser. You know what I mean? It's not just, okay, it's on this certain yard line. Okay, it's not uh, – they they use it to put the yellow line on, uh, on the field. I get that. But I'm saying use it to actually make – calls make it so fine of a uh, sensor that we can actually know the precise moment that they cross that line or the the exact the exact rate of speed that someone's helmet to helmet happens and it it might cause a concussion so with these lasers, are you getting rid of the line judges or are they still going to be there? They're still going to be there, but they're okay. going to use a tool. They're going to use a tool that knows and can see more than what they uh, what they can't with the human eye. 
That's all I'm saying is, is we use technology and tools all the time. We do. People use it. So why can't the officials use a tool as well? Well, see, the, I mean, see, the problem that I have with technology is that, yes, human error is a part of the, of the game. I understand that. But the human factor of sports has been around for nearly 120-plus years, okay? As long as sports has been around. I mean, heck, baseball has been around for 150 years. Human factor has always been there. And is it going to be called perfectly? No. But at the end of the day, I would rather take the human factor and take somebody. Las Vegas is number one for all public radio. Magic. Magic. 97.9. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Great tailoring and alterations are hard to find these days. For ample, a new tailoring and alterations shop in Henderson, Nevada can help you with all your needs. Their website is www.fire-ample.com. You may contact Shirley at 702-867-1088 for more information. Hello, is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? Life is better in flip-flops and with cash from Plato's Closet. You know you have way too many summer styles. So sell your shorts, tees, sunglasses, flip-flops, and more. Plato's Closet is paying cash on the spot for gently used summer clothing, shoes, and accessories for guys and girls. We know you live for sunny days, and you have the closet to prove it. Earn cash for your summer styles at Plato's Closet. Plato's Closet is now hiring. Find us in Fairfax, in the Greenbrier Shopping Center, and in Manassas at the shops at Signal Hill. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 